make America dinner again. Now there's a twist, but it's something I did the other night. I sat around a dinner table with people that I don't agree with, and I did it on purpose. Listen to the rest of the story about a new way I found to start living a life of yes through discomfort. Welcome to this episode of Living a Life of Yes, the podcast that helps you change your life through the power of a single word, yes. Here's your host, David Rupert. A few nights ago, I went to dinner. No big deal, right? But it was a dinner with strangers. And not only strangers, but it was a dinner with people that I normally wouldn't see eye to eye with on a number of issues. The meal was organized by a group called Make America Dinner Again. That's right, MADA. It's an organization trying to foster civil conversation around shared food. MADA purposely puts people across the table from each other who don't necessarily agree with each other. Now, this discussion was about homelessness. Here in Denver, we've got a homeless problem. Uh, The last four years, it's doubled in population. And there's been a recent ballot initiative that was attempting to lift the camping ban, essentially allowing homeless to sleep on sidewalks, public spaces, and parks with only just a few restrictions. Well, the ballot measure lost, but all sides still agree that something needs to be done. And police are constantly pushing out encampments, forcing people out into the next neighborhood or suburb, and it's kind of a problem that never really goes away. And the city, of course, is spending millions on treatment, housing, but still, it doesn't make a difference. So, Make America Dinner Again brought together people from all sides just to talk. It was interesting. I sat at a table with a young girl who was raised as a rolling stone, she said. She had a mother who wasn't afraid to pick up stakes and just move, so she had experienced it firsthand. I also met Beth. She was an older woman, She was primarily concerned about fairness. Well, at the other end of the table, there was a self-described recovering anarchist. Yes, he told me, I just wanted to blow it all up and start over again. Sitting next to him was a tiger mom. She was a bright-eyed woman. She was raising three young boys. And she was concerned about needles in the park. But on the other hand, she didn't want her, quote, privilege to be passed on to her children Blue eyes, blonde hair. We need to do something, she said. And anchoring the table was Jerry. Jerry was a black Marine who was probably in his late 40s, and he'd been living on the street for five years. He is the self-described, self-appointed mayor of his encampment, helping advocate for services and proper treatment from the authorities. And he sees housing as an inalienable right, and his advocacy starts from this position as a God-granted inherent need. Jerry doesn't use drugs or he doesn't drink. He just chooses to live on the street and he hates shelters. So as an articulate and outspoken advocate for the street citizens, Jerry's kind of famous around here, so it was really great to meet him. Then there was me at the table. You know, Mr. Excitement. (laughs) Government worker, past middle age, conservative, born-again Christian. Compassionate on one hand, But I also understand the harm of enabling behavior. I know that my company is hiring and just about every other company around here, so why aren't they working? You know, I have my bias, but I also have my empathy, and I'm trying to figure it all out. And over at another table, I saw a man with a Desert Storm veteran hat sitting next to a cross-dressing man. 
An older couple was talking with two younger Asian women. And so it went throughout the night. Over our food, we were given discussion questions. So they were provocative, but thoughtful. We talked about homelessness, what causes it, what perpetuates it, what concerns homeowners, what concerns business owners. And it was great having Jerry there. And he was willing to be asked anything. And I asked him about a lot of things. I asked him about mental health and, you know, was it really humane to have some of those people living out on the streets? I asked him about drug use, how many people came to Denver just for the pot. I also asked him, hey, Jerry, what makes a really good spot? And I kind of like camping, but I don't know about urban camping. I've never done that. He was engaging and passionate. So I left this dinner encouraged, and there was about 30 of us scattered around at this small cafe. We were all talking and all laughing. No one got called a right-winger. No one was labeled a fascist. And when I left the gathering, it was snowing. That's right. May 20th, and the sky was falling. I thought about the warm car that I'd drive me that would drive me to my warm house. But I realized that with just a few bad choices, I might have faced a different place to sleep that night. Part of the living a life of yes challenge is to purposely do things that are uncomfortable, that stretch your mind and your heart. Yep, I could have stayed home. It was cold and the weather wasn't all that great that night. But I'm so glad I went because I got to stretch my mind, I got to stretch my experience and maybe make my heart a little more elastic towards those who are hurting and in need. I shook the hand of an anarchist and got to look into his eyes. I got to talk to a woman who was so full of compassion, she didn't always have all her facts straight. But now I understand just a little bit more. And I got to meet Mayor Jerry of Jerryville, and I learned and I listened. Living a life of yes, it's not always comfortable, but it's always satisfying. Thanks for listening. Do you have a story about how Yes is changing your life? We'd like to hear about it. For more information, go to davidrupert.com. Until next time, live your life of yes and watch God start to bless.